Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to Frostside Chat, our weekly live stream to post-session discussion where we talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the chat for session 21. If you've not watched that session yet, please go do that now because there will be spoiler talk. I am your DM, Eric, and joining me, we've got Val Robbins player, Chris. Hello. Edmonds player, Raymond. Hello. Finally dealt with the bees. You did. <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly didn't have much. It was weird. I, you know, I prepped so much previously for this whole area, and then you guys kind of kind of skipped dealing with the bees and went to the other the next dungeon which was fine oops put my yeah. mic um but that means i was kind of already prepped for all this stuff beforehand so instead of just like a lot of discussion about well you know do i let them long rest i don't see a reason to stop them so why not and then the other question was like how much do i want to get into the weeds about the like political shandar getting trying to be speaker and all this other stuff which interestingly oh, yeah. is part of the book the fact that the speaker is dead and the town needs a new speaker and that should involve, you know, the players in some way. Right. Uh, so that was my idea there. Like I, and I was thinking like, okay, maybe he's like, and you actually made, I was thinking a lot of the stuff I would do would just, I'd play it by ear depending on what you guys decided to do. And you specifically mentioned, we're going to leave, we're going to lock this place back up so that this, that guy didn't steal anything. That was totally in my notes to like, they're gonna come in and steal the shit if if oh, these guys really? leave them open, yeah. And then that'll... I was thinking half them and half the bees too, like just in case like, yeah. the door opens or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they like keep spreading. And I thought about doing things like, well, if they go back in long rest, I could have the bees like colonize and spread out further and make it more of a thing. And I was like, eh, does that really make things more interesting? Probably not. Oh, and it's right. just a long rest, so I didn't really bother with all that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I honestly I think this was the be the best case scenario for the end here because like otherwise I mean this is this is an endless debate like is is D&D's method of war of attrition draining players of their resources before a final boss fight good or not mm -hmm. and I think it it can be good but in moderation like sometimes you do want those big fights where everybody has all their resources yeah so people can just throw things out like candy. I think sometimes having those fights is a good thing. I play, yeah, I mean, you and I are, well, all three of us are all big video game uh, people, and that's something a lot of, like, RPGs, and especially JRPGs, will do, is there'll be, like, a save point right before a big battle, and you're supposed to, like, get all your shit back because mm -hmm. you know you're up against a really tough fight. And D&D &D is, like, the opposite balance. It's, like... It's supposed to drain, you know, all the other things are supposed to drain all your resources to where you're at the end. You're like, oh, thank God I've still got, you know, these two spell slots. I can try to do my shit against the boss. Which is a weird way of doing it. And this was a case yeah. where, I mean, you guys, honestly, you guys kicked ass throughout this entire sequence. I don't know if I just undertuned things a little bit or if, or if just the dice kind of fell that way. And, and you guys played it smart tactically, too. The, the verbi layer and all that. The ooze fight, like, everything was done really well. In this case, like, I did. I handed you a method of, like, how to deal with the bees. Yeah. And then, not this week, but I think last week's crafting, I talked about how, you know, well, maybe, even though I've got this, like, easy out for them to handle the bees, I'm going to still make it a, a more climactic ending where, like, all right, the bees are going to come yeah. in and, like, shatter the windows down and start attacking. And that way they only have to fight, like, you know, a fourth of the bee army. Yeah, which I... yeah, And still make it kind of an exciting that. thing. And I can use that cool, like, hell wasp stat block, which didn't end up being... Too terribly dangerous because I couldn't roll worse shit, but ah, couldn't <laughs> <hit>. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
She's not actually that hard, but just that one thing, I think if she gets that stinger off, it uh, can paralyze you, which is pretty, can be pretty bad. If, if she gets it off. Yeah. And it's... Did you, did you expect us to debate the lever as long as we did? No. Well, I expected there to be some debate, not as long as you did, but over how should we handle this? Because th- that was the big debate about, like, how, you yeah. know, how do we deal with these, with this situation? I was a little disappointed that uh, we didn't even try to go talk to them again or didn't try to, to do any kind of social situation or diplomacy or anything. Especially after well, long, I thought time, that was the part of the time he talked to them. It felt pretty definitive, like like there was no talking to them. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if that was your intention, but it felt like after his first run in with them that, like, there's no reasoning with these things. Like they are going to kill everything if we allow them to. I think he had a little bit more leverage now that he did like help them along and you know working for them, and then maybe that would help things. I I would have. I will say it was it was not going to be an easy play. It would have been extremely hard. Yeah. You'd have to say all the right things and still probably made some social checks, but it it was a possibility to handle it that way. Okay. But it was not going to be an easy road to go on. I think Reese and then I, I think I also just kind of based on the well two sessions ago now, but based on the the first encounter with the beast, just sort of assumed there was nothing more to say. Mm. It was, it's like it's I think we both assumed it was like in in video game terms. Like you've hit all the dialogue options. I'm just repeating like, what they're saying. Yeah, like, we're going to murder all the humans. <laughs> okay, what if I click this? We're going to murder all the humans. Yeah, right, there's, there's no longer else. skill tree; just a pop-up dialogue. But yeah. yeah, no, that was that was not my intent. Um, I guess I could have had like a bee show up and be like, "Let's talk to you" or something. But <laughs> you guys were spending so long debating the actual ethics of the of the lever. And I've mentioned this before. One of my favorite things as a DM is when the players are just talking about something, and the DM just sits there and like, "This is great. I can just I can just listen to y'all yeah. because yeah. of something I put forth." Now you all have to debate it amongst each other, whether that's a decision you're making or a choice or whatever you're doing. Uh, and this was one of those moments where it's like, "Holy crap!" They're spending a long time deciding about how to handle this, which is great to me. That means this succeeded. This was supposed to be a compelling decision moment where you're sitting there like staring at the screen going, do I push A or B or whatever? Yeah. Yes, it's my post-session. I really wanted a popsicle. I searched my freezer, but I am out of my frozen yogurt, mint, chocolate chip popsicle, so I'm eating a lollipop. The fight was kind of easy, uh, Jay. Well, and I mentioned that. Was it easy or did we just play it right? Both. Like, Like... I mean, here. Well, I mean, it's always it's a dice-based game, so clearly the dice can just go one way or the other. Um, so me missing attacks, for example, that just that's just the way the dice fell. Tactically, you guys did the exact smart thing, which honestly, I'm beginning to fear barbarians because Frey is such a good, effective tank, especially the fact that she's got. I didn't realize. I guess it's a halfling thing where she had stout, re- or was it a maybe it was a feat she took? I don't remember, but she, I didn't realize she was resistant uh, yeah. to poison which is obviously a big chunk of their damage. So when she's raging, she was taking no, almost no damage from their attacks yeah. and had the good con saves to mitigate the environmental effects and their stinging things and everything. So she was just tanking that shit like crazy. And she played it smart where she's like, all right, let's get everybody out of the room. I'm going to sit here and tank all these creatures. And they're not like tactically smart enough to like go to the back line and fuck up the right. people that aren't, you know, able to take all that damage. So... Tactically, they, yes, you guys I mean, played it very if, smart. Even if they had thought of that, it would have taken them a lot of effort to do it. They would have either had to go through the door, 
or break through another pane of glass to yeah. get to the back line. Which, notice how I teased the fact before that happened that that glass was scratched and cracked and everything because the, they yeah. had been going at it. They, the other one was is not so much so because they hadn't been inside the office yet. So who knows if they would have even made it through there. And yeah, I, I did forget about a lot of uh, rules in that fight because I, I put a lot of... That's a, a problem I have is I'm never good at running a lot of complex fights that have a lot of things going on. I hate spellcasters for that reason. Like, I have to just say, like, okay, you're going to run these, like, two spells because <laughs> it's just... Right. I don't want to be the one that's going to sit there and be like, okay, what does this do? Let me look this up. Right. Uh, and this was a case where there was uh, a... The way I ruled it was very fast and loose, which was... It was a DC-12 con save. Uh, everybody had to make if they were affected by that gas... Um, if a, if a regular bee, if a giant bee failed, they were just going to die. I was just going to kill them. Cause I was like, whatever. It's just, it's every round. It's, it's not designed to last that long anyway. Yeah. If they succeeded. Nothing happened. The queen bee, if she failed, she took damage and she had 50 some hit points. I rolled a 3d8 for her damage and she took 20 damage from that oh, initial no. poison. That's... So I was like, as scary as she is, I just took off like half my boss's health. Yeah. Just from the poison stuff, which I mean, that's how I'm flavoring it. Like the poison is doing, it is affecting the bees. So what's funny is you guys were freaking out so much about this boss, and I was like, she's not. From my point of view, she's not that strong. But it was. But we couldn't. We you couldn't didn't touch know her, though, for yeah. a while. Correct. For a while that her AC was keeping the hits from her, and she was making all the fucking spell saves. Which is like so. the opposite of a fun fight. I feel like it's like if, if somebody's not really nobody's taking damage, but it's just a fight's lasting forever because she's just that's tanking it so much. True. So that yeah. ended up unfortunately doing the opposite thing that makes it fun in D&D, which everybody's like, you know, fast and loose with damage left and right. This one's like, nobody was taking any damage, including right. the boss, but still, she wasn't really hitting anybody either. Like, it wasn't very effective. That's and even so when she true. did hit somebody, like, it only did, like, five damage, so it wasn't that... For that reason, it wasn't that dynamic, although you guys all made it very fun because you were all doing wacky shit. I will say the environment made it interesting. The fact that That's it was true. in this office, in a very closed yeah. space, with poison coming in, you know, Ray you put up the web. The levels, and you had the door. Yeah, the door opening and closing, and you guys yeah, casting every- spells through the window. That, I think, is what made it interesting. Not the actual enemies, That's but true. just the fact that Maybe you guys had this... A, a, a single solid plane, and it just, you know, and these same enemies. I, yeah. Yeah, it would have been a lot less interesting. Mm-hmm. That's her sub-ray stout halfling, okay. No, barbs are just ridiculous. They are. This is our first time we've encountered a barbarian, and I've been very impressed with their tankiness. That that have, which I guess the the big weakness is it's only having, like martial type damage. I believe you're right. only you're only having bludgeoning, slashing, or piercing. So technically, if I ever had elemental damage, that would still be doing the full gamut. But even still, geez. Or like like uh, they're suggesting like whiz saves or you know saves that. Barbarians aren't very good at Right, it. which is where the Dwerger were able to do, like, a few cool things because they were, like, oh, yeah. tapping her like mentally. Controlling. Yeah. Yeah, which is a huge scary thing. You've got this super powerful warrior that you don't want their, to lose their mind. <laughs> yep. Um, we were a bit off the rails this session. It, it was very off what, the rails. There was a I lot of, what, I don't, yeah, it was like the mood we were all in. We were on a very like erudite, like sipping our wine around a table mood. We're just like discussing things. It just, we, we talked about like old movies at one point. Yeah, about, you you brought up Old like, Yeller about old the, Yeller. the the having to put something down, and that made us go into this whole like yeah there was dog English movie. Lit. There was like there was like all the books you read in high school and how they're all bummers. Yeah. I think Reese just said something like, don't read any books ever or something. And then we all went into like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, why are books bummers in English class? 
so and off the like rails. there was like door architecture than there was. Yeah, I was talking about where the doors open. <laughs> Those are the details that, no, I do not think about as a DM. <laughs> yeah. Whatever makes it more interesting is my rule. Yeah. I'm glad you guys both took the, um, or no, it was Thimbleweed actually that took the, the pearl and then Edmund took yes. the, the wand. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I took the, the crossbow. Right. Because I was looking in there thinking, like, okay, who doesn't have items yet? And then I saw that those items were actually in the book. Oh. As written, in that tomb is a pearl of power and a wand of the war mage. Because usually I have to tweak magic items to make them fit our crew yeah. or, you know, something I didn't like and made it better. And this is a rare time where, like, I'm just going to fucking use these same items because our spellcasters don't have a whole lot of stuff right now. <laughs> right. And yeah, the so other. Clear, it's so unclear that crossbow isn't itself magical, right? No, it's the... only those five darts that that actually have. Yeah, that was cards. kind of a special thing I was doing. Where it's like it's a regular crossbow, uh, hand crossbow that just fires these unique kind of ammunition. Okay. That again, like using like a Fallout game as an example, that had kind of whatever unique stuff that was literally just fires like trank darts at at people that okay. can knock them out. That's kind I'm of sure that'll bite me in the ass at some point, but I thought that was a fun thing to give out. <laughs> I, I really wanted it because it's another one. It's an opportunity for me to combo my unsettling words with a save throw. Mm, and then that's true. And, yeah, that's so true. I, like, I, I definitely want this, but yeah, even though it didn't work out for me tonight. I don't know what the fuck was up. Well, I, no, I don't know what the fuck was up with your Queen Bee because... Oh, making like, the saves. It's not like recent eyes saves are that bad. Like, our saves are fine. Yeah. She was just making them left and right. Yeah, um... And that's just the way the dice were going, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, she had, like, I think on her, it was, like, I forget, what, I forget what Reese's was. It was Dex on the Entangle. And then Fairy Fire I may have also been Dex. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pulling up her character sheet right now. But then mine were both uh, Wisdom, I think. So she, uh, yeah, you guys targeted all her good saves, basically. <laughs> she, so she's based on the Hell Wasp, which is literally, like, a demon wasp from Descent into Avernus. Um, she's a CR5, which is pretty legit. Uh, as I mentioned, average of 50 hit points. She has an AC of 19, which is pretty crazy. Her offense isn't that great. She has a plus 7 to hit. Um, her stinger does an average of maybe 15 damage if you take all that poison damage and piercing. Um, and then her talons do an average of 11 damage if they hit. She gets to attack both of them at the same turn. But her saves, she has a dex plus 5, a wisdom of plus 3, and her strength is plus 4. So she's just kind of a tanky boss. Yeah. And you guys discovered that slowly throughout that entire fight. You guys were just hitting all of her saves. It's like, wow, for once this random creature just has like really good saves on mm -hmm. like all the things that you're targeting with. And, but it was weird because, like I said, D and D makes it fun when you're when you've got kind of almost glass cannon enemies. You know, when they're just when they don't stick around too long, they're doing yeah. a lot of damage. And she was really the opposite of that. She was not doing a lot of damage, but she was sticking around for so long. I'm I'm kind of glad I did all that poison damage to her early because she would have had 20 more hit points to burn through in that fight. I, I will say the fight lasted a, 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 as long as it was going to last before it got mm -hmm. tedious. So yeah, you, yes, I agree with you. It's sort of like. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you, yeah. Damage wise, I, I thought about having another B just drop work. dead and just having it. But I was like, ah, let's stick around for a little bit. But I was like, I mean, the fight's basically ended once the queen is ended. There's only one B. Surely somebody's gonna take it. And then like three people like missed or did something that didn't happen. I was like, all right, somebody do this. And finally, uh, Raymond hit the with the thorn whip and did five damage. It had seven health. I'm like, you fucking kill it. Whatever, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's done. I don't, I'm not going to have this fucking bee take five damage and then stick around with two hit points. It's stupid. Right. <laughs> especially, yeah, especially since the queen just died. I kind of, I, I kind of half expected her to be a load-bearing boss. A load-bearing boss, yeah. Yeah. I thought of that too, like all the bees eventually do it. And I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> Almost. One bee left. Yeah, it's not yeah. like that big a deal. Yeah, so basically, I mean, there were obviously a ton of bees in this area. I think you ended up fighting, what, four of the giant bee stat blocks, which are not too strong. They're CR uh, half. Um, although they do about the same damage as the queen bee with their sting, they just don't have hardly any hit points, AC, and their attack rolls isn't as strong. Right. But I killed off the swarms. Swarms are bad news because they were small, so I'm, like, I'm just going to nuke them early. And yeah. you probably only fought half less than half of the bees in this room and then obviously i was just gonna have all the other ones in the actual apiary just die off right i mean I, I it's one of those things where i don't think we would have had any problem fighting them all yeah especially like funneling them in like we were doing there mm -hmm. it just like like it would have been tedious it would have been, been just, i like, think so like, yes just twice as many bees we're just they're, they're coming in they're attacking fray especially for your part if you guys if you guys had a sorcerer or a wizard with just a fireball or something like it would just fucking nuke everything because they all had yeah. like they all had like an average of 10 hit points there's just so many of them right. but none of you really have i don't think good like aoe offensive spells no you guys are all about like crowd control and high single target damage. Yep. Which crowd control would work, but yeah, it would have been. You guys definitely made the right call. And that's why I did it that way, is to make it a little bit more palatable and easier. Yeah. Okay, hypothetical time. Yeah. What would have happened had we let the bees out into the cold? Did you have a plan for that? I mean, we were talking about it like the last two weeks, so yeah. I hope you did. It wasn't really a strict plan. I mean, it was really just... Like I said, honestly, anything that happens with this town, I don't really care. Same thing as... It just... Whatever makes it more interesting. It, you know, it's... Um, nothing that happens here is integral to the plot. Sure. And the overall story. It's just it's just this town specifically. Um, yes, I think you guys are correct that the cold would have eventually... Uh, they would have eventually succumbed to that. But it's not gonna like kill them instantly, and they would still have this as a home base, and like they're all like fleeing out to kill people. So essentially, if you guys had just let, left them out and left this town, there probably would have been an epilogue somewhere after the fact that like there's a war going on between the bees and these poor townsfolk. They ended up killing each other left and right, and the town is just kind of destroyed as a result. Would have been my thing I was doing. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't I did not envision a scenario where you would just let them out and then sit back and like watch things unfold. That felt weird to me. I was like, if they're going to just leave the situation and not have to deal with it, that's fine. I'll just explain, you know, in an epilogue later what happens. Or they're going to deal with the situation. I didn't have a situation where you guys were going to just like let things stand and, and watch them unfold. And I was like, well, I don't want to. I kind of wish we had done that now because just to just try to come up with something. <laughs> yeah. Just now I have to come up with like a whole B battle zone. Like, what you're talking about though, is kind of something that we didn't, we didn't consider when we were thinking about this. I think it was last week. We're talking about, well, if we let them out, they'll all leave and they'll all freeze from the cold. Yeah. But what you're saying is that if we had opened the doors to them and said like, yeah, you're free. Not all of them would have left. They would have no. all. They would have kind of stuck, st stayed in that. Yeah, they would. Zone. They would have played it smart. They would have sent like some scouts and some vanguard units out and kept spreading out in the thing and used that as a home base and and you know eventually invaded and started their colonies in different houses and done all that and. Which is not, I don't think, what we were imagining. Whenever we said we're going to not the cold, we were imagining like 
yeah, yeah. They all just go out into the freezing cold. They yeah, all they're not just like insanely stupid. I mean, yeah, they don't. I mean, yeah. they, they understand like weather conditions and they'll feel that cold immediately. And be like, okay, now we need to be smart and get to like all these places. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, was it magic keeping that place warm? I, 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 this is like two sessions ago. I know, but. I was gonna hand wave it off like they had some method of of keeping the okay. place warm and maybe some heated like tubes or yeah. natural geothermal energy underneath. Like I don't. At, at some point, I was like, I think at some point I was literally talking about okay when they pull the alarm, it's gonna be klaxons blaring and alarms ring. I was like, okay, wait a minute, I'm getting too modern with this. I need to back off because I was literally picturing like you know like a Fallout side quest or something. I was like, all right, which we're still. Struck me about which is kind of struck me about this entire place, like all the glass walls. I'm like, yeah. Is this okay? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know of any other scenario where glass has existed. Well, I guess there's windows. There's windows, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess there are. I don't, I don't know what, why I was hanging up on like the glass walls, but <laughs> where are that we? Stri- that strikes me as very like modern, modern. Whole, like large glass windows looking out. I mean, over it's it's still probably rare, place. yeah. But obviously, this is supposed to be a very nice company that had, you know, pretty like, like I said, it's very no expense. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think I, I I caught myself doing that when I was like writing it down. I was like, all right, alarms blaring and lights flashing. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't like a fucking modern like security system. There's just like right. I don't know what the security system would be like. Some kind of like chimes ringing in the background or something. But at some point, I stopped trying to be strict on that. Yeah. So, regardless of what we did, the bees were going to attack us in the in the office, right? Uh no. I'm wondering. No, okay. Because I, I I was wondering if if Thimbleweed's speech no, they... and antagonizing of them was what led to the fight. <laughs> that was funny that he did that because that was my fucking my plan was like if they pull the lever and thus trigger this whole problem, the bees are gonna notice you guys are up there and they're gonna crash in there and try to figure it out. They're not you know horribly stupid. Um. And I'm just going to make it like this desperate attempt to like escape, essentially, the, the poisonous cloud. They're just trying to get everywhere, and they're going crazy, and they're just bashing their way in here. And then and the queen would eventually recognize, you know, Thimbleweed and stuff. But because the, they fucking did that, it made it made so much more sense from my point of view. It's like, oh, I literally wrote in my cutscene, like, on the, and then the bee queen comes roaring up and slamming. It's like, she's already there. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, like, antagonized her. So yeah. that actually worked beautifully. That was That was part of my script, was to have that trigger if... If you guys pull the lever, if you don't pull the lever, then they wouldn't do that. And you guys could just go and decide however you wanted to go after them in that dungeon. Right. But that was that was joyful for me. I was like, holy shit, you're going to summon. It's going to make my my job a lot easier because the bees are absolutely going to crash in this fucking window and and fuck you guys up a little bit. Yeah. Or not at all because you guys took hardly any, which is a lot of how these fights happen. Like Frey takes a little bit of damage and everybody's okay. <laughs> yep. Although you and Thibbleweed burning through spells like fucking candy. To no effect. Also, yeah. But... <laughs> I, I, it was honestly the uh, the uh, what do you what do you call it when you're? Uh, it's the opposite of cut your loss. You're tilting, I guess, when you're like still yeah. trying to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God damn it, it needs to happen. <laughs> more, more and more into it every yeah. time. I, I, I can do this. Sunk, Fuck it. I can it's, do this. It's sunk cost, I think maybe it's sunk cost. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm already in so far. I gotta keep getting this spell until it goes off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this was a ton of custom content on my end. Um, yeah. I think it was fun. Maybe I could have made things a little more challenging because you guys kind of blared through it with, with uh, lightning speed, but uh, 
story-wise and all the fun shit you guys did, it was very enjoyable for my end. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think what you, what, 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 what you could have done to make it more challenging. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if necessarily more enemies would have done, would have done it in this scenario because yeah. the problem wasn't the number of enemies. The problem was like how we approached the situations. We sort of singled out individual enemies. I mean, I could have done the, the thing that sessions. what you guys were teasing here is, is that it does nothing like it's broken or it doesn't affect the bees well enough or yeah. something. And just, and just they assault you through the window and you just to fight all the bees anyway. But I still think that would have been really tedious to yeah, have to but fight once again, them all. Because of, the, because of the way we did it, this I that would have just been tedious because, once again, Frey would have been taking just tanking all that damage. damage. Yeah, that's true. And we would have all been outside just sort of... Safely, like, behind, yeah. closing the doors. Yeah, that's true. Nice. Steal away, Jason, for sure. What's that? Yeah. Enjoys the subplot. Oh, Yes. You know, steal it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I liked a lot of the content in Chapter 1. There's a lot of fun stuff. I think I, 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 I ran The Beautiful Mind pretty close to what was written. I think I made the Cobalt just more active in that dungeon. And uh, Mountain Climb was very close to as written. Um, I changed some stuff here and there that I can't, I don't think, talk about yet. Uh, the Dwarger Outpost was pretty close to as written, and then we started changing up the last two, where I, I changed up the Air Denival, um, that whole area, and then we we did use that map, but I changed the whole storyline. And then here, I added an entirely new map based on like three different other maps I put together. That's great. And added a whole storyline on top of us. This is probably actually the, the one I changed the most. And it'll probably which be the evidence, which is evidence because we spent like three sessions doing this quest, I think, right? Um, this would have been the fifth, but technically the technically the first. I mean, the way I organize them is like, okay, you left that area now. That's the first session of the next area. So technically, the first one of this quest line was that whole Knoll Cave. Oh right. So that technically doesn't count, but in terms of my organization, that was part one of the I Mead see. Must Flow. Okay. Um, but this was. Yeah, so the session two is when you guys arrived here, you spoke to the citizens, you made it through like the gift shop and stuff, and then Thimbleweed got dragged off. Session three, um, we picked up from there, and then you ended up fighting the oozes. That's, yeah. That, and then right. session and four, was... you did the entire layer, the cave layer. Mm -hmm. And then this was session five. And this session is the one I thought, this could go really quick. If you guys... Roll up into the office, you know, long rest can, you know, it'll take any time, and just pull that lever, and then we have this fight that could all that could go by pretty quick, you know, the way yeah. I've got this fight set up. So that's why I was asking last guy, like, God, what if we have like an hour left of the session? Do I want to do a little bit of the next one? And then it turns out not only do we keep going off the rails and having fun with that, but you guys spent so long debating over the lever itself. So that by the time the fight happened and by the time the fight was over, I was like, holy shit, this took a full-length session for literally, like, one room and one, like, combat encounter. Yeah. So I, I did not expect it to take that long, but thankfully it didn't take longer than that because I think we ended at a pretty good spot. Which is, obviously, as I said before, the toughest thing to plan is you just don't know the pacing. You don't know how long anything is, any one of these sections is going to last. Yeah. I will, uh, yeah, Jay, you... for sure. Chris's homebrew is the best shit. 
like his entire <laughs> last campaign. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> How'd you feel about the 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 epilogue stuff? The 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 town speaker section. I know I, that felt like an epilogue, certainly. Sure. Like at the end, yeah. Like, you know, we're like, we're it was just to wrap up some events. Yeah, I I loved. I think Heather did a great fucking job dealing with Shandar, just kind of bullying him in a really fun way. So I rolled with that the B corpse and, and destroying it and things and just kind of scaring them yeah. off. Um, that all worked great. I liked that you were like, eh, maybe not like nominate the corporate lady as your next speaker. All that was fun. I mean, okay, listen, I, I, this week was re rewatching Chernobyl, which is about the Soviet union in the eighties yeah. where all of the industry is owned by the government and mm -hmm. how fucking bad that was. <laughs> that like how, how corrupt and just, venal the entire system was because of it mm. so that's why i was coming session specifically having watched that this show. is communism yeah so i was like you know what industry should not be like run but by this, the government this is there the opposite and there should be government and there should be they should be separate this is almost the opposite of that. this is a corporation now getting into government which and is kind true. of like that's capitalism like, yeah. doing that at that point that's like instead instead of the government running the uh, the industry, labor, this is the actual industry is now just getting gotten so powerful that it is basically the government. This is like the Shadowrun universe you know, now. You know <laughs> You're right. It's more Shadowrun with the corporations. Yeah, the government. that's, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. Ne neither one is good. There should be two separate but equal power. Not, maybe not equal, but Checks and balances. Powers. Checks and balances. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. in case anyone was wondering why I felt the need to speak on that <laughs> it's point because of the Chernobyl. session, it's because of Chernobyl. That's funny. And that was another situation where there there wasn't no there wasn't a right or wrong answer. It was like I'm just throwing that out there. You guys can decide how you want to roll with that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was up to you guys how you want to. And, and and really, like I said, it doesn't really matter. Like in the long scheme of things, like it's you guys leave and the town is kind of on its own for deciding its next fate. And if I remember, I'll. Create an epilogue for that. Of <laughs> oh, this one town. Uh, yeah, could meet special interest groups. Yep. There'll be some uh, political action committees for good mead. That's right. Uh, anything else about uh, these these frost eye chats? Uh, when we end an entire quest, tend to be longer. So, anything yeah. about this entire quest line or this session? No, I think you did a really good job of just basically basically inventing a whole quest line out of uh, what seems to be bare bones outline. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of the more nice. bare bones. I basically just liked that cave map and I was like, yeah. oh, this is a cool map. We can work with this. It's a neat setting. And the, you know, the, the low level giants is kind of a interesting concept. Yeah. And then, yeah, for some reason I decided to create this whole thing. <laughs> I was good. It was really good. It felt it felt like two full dungeons, sort of layered on top of each other. Is what it felt. Yeah, like. I think I I think I saw that. Which this is from Seafoot uh, Games, by the way. I'm a, I subscribe to their Patreon and get maps from them. Um, and I'm pretty sure I saw this brewery map, which is I it's cut off. It's like a fourth of the map is the upper right, which is where the actual ooze fight was. I saw that map, and I think that's what inspired me. Which is what happens to you all the time. You see a yeah. map, and you're like, I can work with this. Yeah, and I was like, "Wait a minute, it's got B." And then I combined it with, I was like, "I think that another map that was like a greenhouse." So I literally like put those maps on top ah, of each other. Nice, yeah. Yeah, that was a whole Frankenstein map system. 
Yep, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's 100% how it goes for me. I see the art first. Yeah. And I'm like, I, how do I fit that in? That works perfectly in this instance. If I change this little plot point, then yeah. this map works great. It doesn't usually happen with me. I usually have to do the thing first and then find them. Which there's another situation later on. We'll get to some custom content that I'm writing that is definitely that. Right? I wrote something. I was like, okay, I need this a, a, a map to like fit this situation. Um, but I think we'll be getting back to close to the book as we go to East Haven. Um, obviously, I'm still I still have my personal story take on it, so I'm always going to be modifying parts of it. But that one should be a little bit closer to. Uh, what is written, especially compared to the last uh, couple weeks. How do you guys feel about not leveling up yet? Because I was really on the wire about that. It should give it to me honest. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like it's, it's it's time or it's approaching time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much how much how much more we got before five, but it feels like I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, the numbers may you know dispute me here, but it feels like. We've been for long enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked at the I looked at the sessions like that. And I was like, it feels like it's getting to that time, but if I can just get him a little bit more, which I don't think the next quest will be as long. And keep in mind, this one I invented that entire extra dungeon that was yeah. a whole session on top just for to fill in the half party thing. Um, I, I, see, I I don't even really measure it by like sessions oh, really? more like by quest lines like how many quest lines have we been through in this in this uh at this level and like, do you feel like you and, should be as you level up it should take more quests to level up or do you feel like it should always be like about the same question. because so far I, I i'm kind of with you but i feel like at some point like it, it should take a little bit longer like in my general yeah. notes because it's interesting you guys technically had choices to do different quests so i was like okay Early on, it's like if they do, you know, one quest, which was uh, either Beautiful Mind or Good Mead, then you'll level up. And the next one is like, all right, the next two quests you do, you'll level up. And I think that was uh, whatever it ended up being, like Mountain Climb and Dwarf Outpost or something. And then it's like, all right, now I, I wrote it down like, okay, now if you do two or three quests, you'll level up. And now we just completed uh, two. So yeah. I was like really on the edge of like, now I really got to like get in the weeds. And I even wrote down all the experience that you guys oh, really? did just to do the math. And and the math was still like well, even if I was doing full experience and rewarding for quest completions like I was doing back in the day, they weren't quite gonna level up yet. So I feel a bit more. I still want to try to get ahead of where Tomb was, which so far we are. But yeah, that would require as long as I level you level you guys up in the next ten sessions, we'll be ahead of Tomb. <laughs> oh wow! But it, it's not gonna be that long. It'll probably be uh, hopefully with the next like three or four or something. What what I'll say is I don't I, honestly and five is enough, a is a big I, one five is a big power spike as, uh, as we've gotten yeah, familiar with. I don't remember having this feeling in two. Maybe I didn't. I just don't remember. But I really want five in this campaign. Like <laughs> like five is a big one. I don't know, I, maybe maybe this is class wise because bards at at five everybody gets big shit. Inspiration comes back on short rest. I can mm. be dishing out inspiration every fucking yeah. time at at five. So that's sort of my goal is to just get to five and be every, people get third level. You get third level action. spell slots. Yeah, your martial attackers. I mean, Frey can attack twice. That's just Frey double the twice. terror. Like it gets yeah real crazy for fifth level. So I feel like once we get in, into five, 
the, the leveling can slow down and we won't notice as much because yeah. five is such a power spike. You get out of the early and, level thing, yeah. Yeah, you don't feel like an early level person anymore. Yeah, which I'd like to. I'd like to get through East Haven if I can for early level stuff because I think it still would fit a little better. And yeah. then I think after that you'll probably get five, and then um, the pacing I don't think will ever get too long. Like I, I really think that's something I fucked up in Tomb is is I dragged on. Uh, the leveling too long, and I'm I'm gonna try to get ahead of that. So, I, yeah, I remember thinking that after the fact, but during Tomb, I don't remember I thinking too like, much. "Oh, I've been for too long." I don't remember thinking that. Interesting. But I think it's because, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure why. But hmm. I, my 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 guess is that it's because Tomb was felt very at those low levels. Yeah, felt very adventure of the weeky. We're like we were doing all these small adventures over time. It, it wasn't these like larger quests. This chains. one, yeah, it's like four or five quests a, a chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels like an appropriate for a milestone moment to happen after you do, especially now that we've done two of these big ones. Right. Which, yeah, again, I was very much on the cusp of like, gosh, should I do it or not? It feels like they've been this, you know, level for a while, but I hopefully, mean, you know, yeah, I'm gonna end up dragging you guys on a little longer. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, I, I, I don't think it. I don't think that's a negative. It's one of those like uh, when will the beat drop sort of moments, yeah. you know, like like hang, making them hang on for a little while longer just builds the anticipation. It's not it's not <laughs> a bad thing. It's just yep. increases the hype, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that will do it for cross-eyed chat. Thank you to. So Chris and Raymond, I am Eric. Thank you to all the wonderful fans for watching, and we will see you all next week. See you then.